Welcome everybody to Afterthoughts. This is a podcast where we rewatch movies, we compare our first and second impressions, and discuss a related topic. My name is Joshua Kazemi, and I'm here with Coleman Taylor. Hey! <laughs> and this week we are talking about 2014's The Lego Movie in preparation for The Lego Batman Movie. I am the bat. <laughs> it's going to be great. I hope so. I hope so. I really liked this movie, and I really hope I like the new movie. Ugh. I think Lego Batman is my favorite Batman. There you go. I think so, too. I think he is our modern-day Batman. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, so before we dive into first and second impressions, you want to take us through the plot of the Lego movie? Yeah, the plot of the Lego movie, based on Legos. <laughs> plot. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so it starts with uh, this opening scene of Lord Business, and he's stealing... The ultimate weapon called the Craggle, and he is stopped by a wizard, but not stopped. The wizard gets beaten, but then gives a prophecy that an average normal Joe, Lego person with a yellow face, will <laughs> one day come and find the piece of resistance to save the day. And then Lord Business still takes the Craggle and goes away. And it goes to, I think, eight and a half years later, where we find our main character. Waking up, and he does everything that everybody else does, and he's not special in any way, but the person who finds the piece of resistance is supposed to be the most special, most interesting, most talented person ever, or something like that. And he's just going about his day, doing all his normal stuff, listening to uh, Everything is Awesome, which is everyone's favorite song, watching Honey, Where's My Pants, following the instructions, which is a Lego joke, in case you don't play with Legos, they come with instructions. <laughs> until he finds the piece of resistance and it turns out he's the special one and the plot goes from there <laughs> yes it's a it's a surprisingly fun movie oh man <laughs> let's just roll into our first fun. impressions i had like my expectations for this movie back before it came out were non-existent i completely wrote it off I don't know about you. Like, when I heard that they were going to make a Lego movie, I was like, oh, that sucks. That's going to be terrible. And I I just, like, completely wrote it off so much so that I didn't know who was cast in it. And I love this cast. I didn't know who was directing it. And these are great comedy and action directors. Uh, I didn't watch trailers. And then in 2014, I started working at a movie theater. And we got a big, like, spinnable display stand of the lego characters you could like move the head and the torso and the legs to match up different characters and then it was like suddenly on my radar because i saw that thing every day and then i finally saw a trailer and i thought huh this could be awesome <laughs> but so like i went into the movie with pretty low expectations and i really thoroughly enjoyed it yeah i really loved this movie and i love legos so Mm -hmm. I wanted to go see it immediately. I didn't know if it was going to be good or bad, but it was so good. I loved this movie when it first came out. Um, I mean, I was already expecting to at least like it because I've liked Legos since forever, and it looked interesting, but they really did a great job on pretty much every aspect. The fact that this was a Lego movie, that it was animated, but also using Legos, mm -hmm. the plot, everything. I thought it was awesome the first time I saw it. Yes. It's so it's so funny, and it's so clever, and it, it doesn't feel like it's just a big Lego commercial. It's like there's, a, there's an actual story, and it's a thoughtful one, and it's built on the back of these 
this this franchise, these Lego characters. It's it's awesome. I was so pleased by it. <laughs> oh, there's just too many good things to say about when I first saw this movie. It really just <laughs> captivated me. I just my eyes were glued to the screen, and yeah. I mean it's essentially a children's movie. But well, that's not actually saying anything. I love children's movies, but beside the point, it its plot was just so well done for a children's movie and worked on so many levels and then just everything that happened even the action in this lego movie was fantastic Mm -hmm. and their use of lego pieces i always thought was really clever and hilarious yeah i I, if i'm remembering correctly fact check people um but i'm pretty sure that this movie is computer animated but it kind of looks it almost looks like stop motion animation but it's it's animated so that every piece of Lego in the movie is a is an actual piece, and it's sort of is it's computer animated as if it was stop motion. Every piece in the movie that you see is a real piece, and they animate them together as pieces, except for obvious things like you know they they add light and they add smoke and explosions and stuff like that. But all the Lego pieces you're seeing are real pieces. That's so cool. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure at least the smoke is also Lego pieces. Really? In some scenes, I'm pretty sure it is. I remember seeing a fire off to the side, and the smoke that was billowing was Lego smoke. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. I know. And it's so funny. I was so surprised by how like funny it was. And not in like the, the sort of low-hanging fruit that most children's movies have. It's like, it's it's genuinely funny for everyone there's like a lot of good sight gags and lots of really clever things that are funny it's just it's sprinkled with humor throughout it's it's wonderful i just liked all the different kinds of humor it didn't just rely on what they're saying and the jokes they're making but like you said visual Mm -hmm. their medium specifically they made like lego jokes that you can only make using (laughs) legos they were just really creative with the all the different kinds of humor they used in this movie. And I really enjoyed that. How many times have you watched this movie? Ugh. I think this was honestly only my third time. At most, it would have been my fourth. Okay. I think I'm about the same. I My uh, my cousin bought the movie as soon as it came out, and we watched it, like, a little bit. You know, I don't think we sat down and watched the whole movie. We watched, like, chunks of it as we were hanging out. So I don't... I think this is the first time that I've seen the movie from beginning to end in at least a year and a half. Because when I was at the movie theater, I would watch this movie all the time because I could watch it for free and I could watch it on my breaks. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched it all the time. Um, But so a part of me was like, am I going to like it as much this time around? Because I really thoroughly enjoyed it, but I also had really low expectations. So I wonder now Mm. that I'm going back to it with like really fond memories, if, if it'll be as enjoyable. Yeah, I wasn't worried, so. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt in my mind. These directors, by the way, 2014, these directors had 22 Jump Street and the Lego movie in the same year. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. And Chris Pratt had the Lego movie, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Jurassic World the next year. Yeah, I know. This was like, I remember this being like the beginning of Chris Pratt exploding <laughs> into extreme famedom outside of Parks and Rec. Yeah, outside of his Parks and Rec and uh, Everwood fans. <laughs> <laughs> Everwood was a terrible, 
TV show that he was on. He was great in it, but it was a really cheesy show. And that's how I always knew him. So when he was on Parks and Rec, I was like, oh, it's the guy from Everwood. (laughs) 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 Anyways, moving on. We going to seconds? Yeah. Let's do it. What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. It was wonderful. Yes. Me too. I thought about pretending like I didn't like it. Like, well, even though I was so sure. But no, I can't. I can't even. It's Mm -mm. too good. It's so good. (laughs) My my notes for my second impression are really dumb because it's just like... in the first 10 minutes of the movie, I, I, I literally didn't stop writing things down. I'm like, oh, this is so great. Oh, this is so great. Oh, this is so great. They're, like, <laughs> they're, not, they're not notes. It's like ramblings of a madman. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first note is, in all caps, it's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. I love that Lord Business is his dad because his dad works too much. That, like... Legos are meant to be built and then broken apart and then rebuilt. That's why Crazy Glue is bad. Uh, I love all of that stuff. And, like, the fact that they're looking for the one in a sea of yellow-faced Lego men, it's brilliant. (laughs) And the instructions, (laughs) there are instructions for everything because there's instructions for every Lego thing. It just, like, Mm -hmm. it's so clear that these filmmakers stopped to examine the world of Legos. And then they built, pun intended... And constructed a world and a story fueled by Legos. They're, it's, it's like they, they were like, what story exists in the world of Legos already that we can use instead of trying to force fit a story? And it's just, it, it really, really works so well. Uh, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how well the plot and the setting and everything works on multiple levels. Literally. Yeah. Because it's both the Lego world and the real world, but just also how everything is like pretty much has a double meaning because of that. Because the whole time they're like making sl- kind of a commentary on just how everything in society is kind of robotic. You go take your clothes to dry cleaners, you go to work, you listen to the same popular songs, you watch the same popular TV shows, and then talk to it about everyone. You go to work. And then you go home, you do the same thing every day over and over. And like, it's kind of a commentary on that in the beginning. And then later you find out, you know, he's basing all of the antagonists and Lord Business stuff, the kid, based on his dad and how his dad wants to keep everything. And then even the speech at the end that uh, Emmett gives to Lord Business is really the kid like opening up to his dad, how he doesn't have to be the bad guy. And oh, it's just so amazing how much it like worked how they're able to both simultaneously <laughs> make a commentary on like society and how it's robotic and but also the double meaning of like that it's about his dad and the true story is between this son and his father it's just oh, it's so good <laughs> it really it really really is um I think that there's a, there's a there's a group of people that don't love the live action portions of this movie. How do you feel about the live action portions? Ah, it's amazing. I mean, it it kind of feels out of place when you're first put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like kind of weird because you've been in the Lego Movie the whole time, and suddenly you've gone to like this real live action, and it can feel a little out of place. I would see what they mean, but no, I think it adds a whole nother level. It really to the does. movie that makes it great. It that part really makes the movie amazing. More like 
Before that, it's this fun action movie, and it's already good. It's got all the clever humor we've been talking about. It's already a wonderful movie, but that just catapulted it to a whole nother level for me. Yes, yes. And in a, in a rewatch, it's fun because the live action portions of the movie are foreshadowed throughout the movie. Uh, you can see glimpses of it in Emmett's visions and stuff like that. It's so you you catch it in the rewatch, and it's like, oh yeah, it's it's coming, and it was always it was always gonna be there. It's great, and then little things like the man upstairs, you know, all that stuff pays off later. It, it, it does feel visually a little out of place, but narratively, it makes it makes sense that that's where we're going. Yeah. So I'm I'm on board for it. Plus, I mean, to see Will Ferrell is. Always at the no, no. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> the one part, though, that in this rewatch I noticed and I was like, hmm, that kind of doesn't really uh, add up with the rest of it was so the kid literally has a, a tube labeled Magic Portal, right? Yeah. That he puts <laughs> Emmett in. So I was thinking, so when Emmett comes out of the Lego world, did he use that tube to bring it out? And then so is Emmett in the things he's doing in real life still just in the kid's head? Is it still just part of the kid's story? The fact that he literally moves on the table and then he puts him back in the magic portal. Like, I don't It just... Because <laughs> everything else you can infer is just the kid's story that he's making up. Because you see it all. All the things that are happening in the Lego world happening on the real table as well. But then that part, like, it's just... <laughs> I know that's really high and up above beyond this movie, but I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, so why can, why is Emmett able to actually move on the desk and, and hop back onto the floor and all that stuff? And yeah, but I, uh, that's interesting. And that is kind of like, <laughs> kind of iffy in the film's logic, but yeah, but also the dad, like, <sighs> When Will Ferrell and Emmett are on the table together and Emmett's moving and he notices, he eventually stops noticing. And it's when he really makes the push to, like, jump off the table. So I guess yeah. maybe you could argue that, like, that is part of Emmett's imagination as well. And he just goes and finds him again and then puts him back in the tube. Yeah. I don't know. That is kind of <laughs> iffy. <laughs> I know. That's the like That's, like, I think literally the one thing that I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Because I guess I did assume that he sort of is, when he falls off the tower, he's falling through the magic portal. Because they look the same. Mm-hmm. But, oh, interesting. Yeah. So like, Yeah, because also within the story, what does that mean? Like, when Emmett decides to sacrifice himself for the rest of the group, what's happening and what's the corresponding real world element of it? I don't know. Because then that means that magic portal is real. He just pulled the Lego out of the Lego world, and that 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 Lego can now move. It's not just a tube. He that's a magic portal for real. <laughs> uh, I guess, but it's just like by that point in the movie, they've earned so much goodwill that I'm willing to like suspend all all other disbelief oh, for the rest of the absolutely. movie. Absolutely, because they they really earn it. It's it's really fun. I completely agree. This movie is so well done and so well done. Even still, they had to like add that part. There, I don't know what else they could have done, and that still made the movie. And I'm willing to be like, okay, that doesn't necessarily make a hundred percent movie in this <laughs> Lego movie, anyways. So it's it's fine. I have a gripe. That's not with this movie. It's 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 actually because I love this movie. But this was not nominated for best animated feature. <laughs> Get over it. 
That was that's so dumb. Like I remember, I, I like I, I tweeted like this. Tr- they the academy really wants to show the world definitively that we know nothing about animated cinema. <laughs> like they really wanted to be like, hey guys, with this decision for the rest of our existence, just don't take us seriously in the world of animated film. Because <laughs> I can't, I can't understand how this was not nominated. I think because. Uh, because it's not it's not serious enough. That's what the Academy always wants. This movie is filled with goofy and parts and comedic like comedy throughout it and tons of action. And there's while it's super clever throughout the entire movie and it has you you can literally think of <laughs> tons of different like real world concepts in this movie. But because it's so embedded in comedy and action and things like that it's not going to get nominated beauty and the uh. beast was nominated but it it's what it is it's just this sweet kind of dramatic there's a little comedy in it but overall it's just straightforward what it is there's not a lot of action there's not a lot of uh, not even comedy there's comedy in different parts to add to the overall like sweetness dramatic yeah, I almost said dramaticness. Drama of the movie. <laughs> and you're you're right. Like the winner that year was Big Hero 6. And that movie does have comedy in it, but you're definitely right that the Lego movie has more comedy in it than Big Hero 6 does. And the rest of the nominees are also not as funny as the Lego movie. They're all more serious movies. Yeah. Hmm. It still just hurts, you know? <laughs> they didn't have to win. They didn't have to win, but the fact that they weren't even nominated is kind of ridiculous. Well, what can you do? <laughs> I don't know. If there was something to do about it, I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Write a strongly worded letter. I just works. all all of my big Oscar gripes over the past decade have been animated gripes. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I just feel like they neglect that category. They're they're flat. They, like Oscar voters have flat out said, "Oh, I don't watch those movies. I just I completely ignore it, or I just fill out whichever one is." Disney. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> How, ah, it's just so irresponsible. <laughs> uh, see, if someone had died in the Lego movie, would have been it. That would have done it. <laughs> like if, the, if Will Ferrell had to make like an ultimate la- life sacrifice, <laughs> then it, that would have been it. So, um, do you think that Batman uh, is the best person to sort of spin off into his own movie? Out of this crew? Yes. But okay. I don't think he could do it alone. Mm. He's such a he's such a side character. I think it'll be hard which he's not alone in his movie either. But yeah. I think it I think it's I think it, he's the most difficult to make a main character. That's true. I think he can have the most interesting side story because he was definitely one of the funniest parts of this movie. But he's such like a like just an addition. He, I can barely take him seriously, so it would be hard to make a whole movie surrounding him, especially by himself. But who, I still think they can pull it off. So yeah, I I, I hope so at least. Who who would you yeah, who would you pick to be a to spin off? See, that's the thing. I don't. That's a tough choice because it can't be Wild Style slash Lucy. Sure, that's her name right, Lucy? Yeah. Um, because she's with Emmett. And then, um, what's Morgan Freeman character's name? I don't know. 
I the can't wizard. remember. The wizard. Like the the wizard. We'll go with the wizard. Um <laughs> can't be him. He died. Slash is a ghost. I don't know. Maybe either I don't I don't think you could do it of a Benny either. Is that his name? The space yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I would watch Maybe that. the cat. Maybe the cat. But Maybe I would go with Batman. Yeah, I know, but that's like the thing. Like, I th- he probably is the best choice, but it also it's just a little bit, bit of a bummer because, the, like, the Bat World is a world that we're familiar with. It would be fun to explore a whole new world, but as we said earlier, I think this is the most warm welcome to Batman we've had in a while. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, he's fantastic, oh. and I love that that Michael Sarah is playing Robin because then it's just like Arrested Development. You're just watching Job yep. and George Michael. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I I heard that there was going to be a Lego movie sequel, but I haven't heard anything about it since since the earliest sort of announcement. I have no idea yeah. where it is in development. I really hope there is, just because I want to see... I want them to go to, like, all of the worlds Yeah, in one movie. I mean, that... The only problem is I could see that being a long movie and it's a children's movie, but I think that would be so cool to just I think be have fun, something yeah. that's going on in all the different worlds. Like the plot has to specifically do with like the worlds, I don't know, and their like division or so, or even that they're not being held together anymore. I don't know. Something like that I think would be really interesting. Yeah. But they can do whatever they want because they've already <laughs> proven themselves. So, <laughs> yeah. But these uh these directors uh they said they they said way back when that they weren't going to be directing a, a Lego movie sequel. Instead, they're directing <laughs> the Han Solo Star Wars solo movie. <laughs> solo movie. That's ridiculous. Nice. <laughs> so they are taking their talents elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these guys are like powerhouses, man. They're they're so good. I don't think we've mentioned them by name. It's Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. So great, <laughs> great directors. And writers. I hope the Han Solo movie's good. <laughs> I hope so. At this point, there's really no reason it, it will be bad. It's true. I think the worst thing about it is just that initial idea is not a great idea. But they have a really talented team of people, so it should be good. <laughs> and people love Han Solo, so it's not necessarily a terrible idea either. Yeah. I've had a few people say, like, oh, I really want to see the Han Solo movie. So, like, pumped about it. Yeah. But back to the Lego movie. It's wonderful. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you should go see it yeah. today, right now. Go rent it. What is this? It's a, it's a Monday, right? <laughs> yep. Watch it on a Monday night. I don't even care. Or <laughs> this weekend. Just as soon as you can. Go watch this movie. Yeah, and go watch the Lego Batman movie and let us know how it is. <laughs> Have a Lego movie marathon. Of two movies. I mean, there's like a million other Lego movies. <laughs> Just That's not, true. not That's theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on to topic time? Topic time. Let's do it. Today we are talking about what I'm calling storyless adaptations. Movies that are based on pre-existing franchises that are without an inherent story, like like board games or or toys, like... Transformers and all those movies. We're going to talk about that phenomenon. That's just so like so like Toy Story. New no. Toy Story doesn't count. Ugh. Toy Story doesn't, doesn't count. Small Soldiers doesn't count, or like Jumanji doesn't count because 
those are original stories that weren't based on anything beforehand. What? You're telling me the <laughs> board game Jumanji was made after the movie? <laughs> Is there a board game? <laughs> yeah. There's an actual board game? <laughs> yes. How do you play that game? I don't know. I just remember playing it when I was like five. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out because of the movie. Gotcha. There you go. <laughs> so, my knee-jerk reaction to movies like this are, no, 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 don't do that. It's the worst. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but there are clearly exceptions to that rule. I think there's still exceptions to the rule. I think more often than not, these are terrible movies. <laughs> like, like the Emoji movie is probably going to be terrible. Yeah. But it could be an exception. Well, first thing, when you said, no, 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 stop, I thought you were talking to something in real life. That's how convincing <laughs> your acting is. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, I, I agree. If you, don't, if you don't have a story to go with immediately, uh, it kind of worries me, especially when it's based off like something like a board game or toys, you're kind of just taking these already existing things and then making a story around them. So you're already restricted, but also don't already don't have any source material ready. Yes. So this is kind of, it's kind of, I agree. Knee jerk reaction of don't do that. <laughs> and just in case you don't have enough examples in your mind of what we're talking about, it's like the Transformers movies or Battleship or the Lego movie counts. The emoji movie will count. Um, a good example is Clue, the movie from the 80s, which we should do on the podcast. But from memory serves, yeah, it, that's a pretty fun adaptation. But the thing about that is, I think it's a pretty good adaptation because Clue sort of inherently has a story. You're trying to figure out what the story is, who killed what, where. So it works in that way. Um, but also like GI, the G.I. Joe movies or the more recently like the Ouija movies. Which I haven't seen. <laughs> Ouija. <laughs> so those are the kinds of things we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, like the Lego movie, like we said, it's such a good movie because it's it's like, it's so rich with its existing world. Like they thought about what makes Legos unique and how can we incorporate that into a story that serves the Legos. I think it's hard to do that with like, battleship for example because there's not too much of a battle battleship world it's not very rich yeah. it's not a rich world to mine from because it's just one board game i think transformers should be good <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. is a rich world and there you know there have been animated shows and movies to draw from so transformers has no excuse it should be wonderful <laughs> it's just yeah. misguided <laughs> just misguided. The, uh, yeah. the, the emoji movie is like, what kind of a, I don't know, like, where where are you pulling anything from other than just taking those characters, quote-unquote characters, and making them real? Like, are you drawing from the real world and how we use emo emoticons? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's sloppy right off the bat. Ugh. <sighs> I don't know. I I kind of feel like the way I feel about the Emoji movie would be the same as uh, Angry Birds movie. Oh, yeah. But apparently the Angry Birds movie wasn't terrible. Uh, I've heard mixed. I've heard it was great, and I've heard it was terrible. Oh, wow. A bit of both. Let's see. Angry Birds. I'm, 
How did it? How did it do on Rotten Tomatoes? Let's see. Forty-three. Wow. Yeah. So not great. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just worries me when you have so little to go <laughs> off of. And what we're, another thing that worries me is that like it doesn't seem to this does this trend doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. Like, Hollywood is just looking for anything that has name recognition to sell as movies, which is yeah sad. But I th- <laughs> but there are some good ones that we've mentioned. Yeah. The Lego Movie was good. Yep. Um, Clue. Those are both wonderful movies. At least I think Clue is wonderful. Like I said, we should do that podcast because I think that would be a great podcast. Uh-huh. The, the G.I. Joe movies are kind of fun because they're bad. Oh gosh! I can't. Oh, I can't say the same. For, I can't believe you just said that. I haven't I seen Battleship, right and I don't think Transformers movies are fun. But the GI Joe ones are at least kind of silly. Like especially the first one. The first one is like before Chetting Tatum really learned how to act. Like he's great now, <laughs> but but back then uh, around Step Up, you know, when he was still really hammy, the first one is so fun to watch because he's become such no, a good actor, no. <laughs> and he's just so cheesy in that movie. <laughs> when I saw it with my friends, we like were in the theater and we were literally just like, "You want some cheese with that corn?" Because every line <laughs> was so cheesy and so corny. Yeah, it was such a bad movie. It really is. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It is hilarious. Like, it is funny how bad it is, but still, I have not watched it since then because it's so <laughs> bad, and I won't. That's that's fair. You're not. Yeah, I wouldn't say unless we do it for this podcast because I will do it for this podcast. (laughs) Well, let's do let's do this. What think of a a storyless adaptation that you would want to see that you think would succeed? Hmm, that's tough. (laughs) That I think would succeed? Yeah, that you think could that like not not like a guaranteed home run, but like something like Legos that has a rich world to to build from. Mm-hmm. Again, pun intended. <laughs> Legos and Transformers are like my go-to out of those. <laughs> There's like two aisles at any Walmart or Target dedicated to those toys. <laughs> the Settlers of Catan. <laughs> uh, who would watch that? be great oh they're defending gosh. themselves from barbarians uh, but is it is There's it just knights. is it is it uh traditional katan or is it like cities and knights you can add in expansions i think you can add on. expansions i think you're, gonna you're just gonna to. watch people settle a town <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's all i got that's yeah what I, that's I can't what, I, what would you what about you you got I one know. Tickle me, Elmo. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I I have bad examples that are coming to mind, like Monopoly. <laughs> isn't isn't there supposed to be a Monopoly movie? I, I yeah, I think they've always talked about it. I don't know if there's any headway. What what about They're like a talk about it for years to come? Yeah. <laughs> what about like a pandemic movie, which is a board game, which is a really fun board game for those of you that don't know or haven't played. It's like a really fun, very hard board game. But that could easily be a movie. Yeah. And it probably... I mean, there's movies like it. Yeah, so. yeah, that's the thing. It's just you have to try to eradicate a world-spreading disease. Yeah. 
that's that was that Matt Damon movie, right? <laughs> From a couple Matt years Damon. ago. What was that movie called? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. But you guys know what I'm talking about. But I think it's harder to pick pick it based off toys because I think so many toys are based off movies. Yeah, like yeah. When you go to the when you go to the store, there's Legos and Transformers, of course, which now Transformers are based off a movie, but before they weren't. And then everything else was usually like something from theaters or or even G.I. Joe. Those now that's a movie too. So most of the toys either now have a movie or they're just toys from a movie. Merchandising from a movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> because studios have capitalized on that idea. Like <laughs> movies will sell toys and toys will sell movies and everything's just gonna sell everything else. So Everything is awesome. <laughs> It was a perfect moment. I had yeah. to take it. That's great. <laughs> Contagion. <laughs> That's what it's called. Sorry. <laughs> that was the that was the Matt Damon movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. We're all Thank impressed. You. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's hard to make movies just based off toys or board games. Yeah. Specifically if you don't already have a world set. At this point in time, I don't think there have been enough good examples um, to to warrant this as, like, a good idea. It's still going to happen because yeah. it makes money, but, like, I, I'm not confident in this world of adaptations yet because not enough creative directors have decided to, like, make these good adaptations instead of just sort of checking the boxes and cranking out movies. But we'll yeah. see. Like, it, it would be awesome if the Emoji Movie was great. <laughs> I know. It would be, it would be, it would be delightful if it surprised us all. And then, you know, if, if a lot of them become good, it'll sort of force all the others to, to have to be good. You know, it, right now most of them are bad, so it's kind of expected that they're going to be bad. But if they can all sort of push each other in this competitive way, then we could have a yeah. slew of great movies. We'll see. See, I could see like a... A Monopoly movie that kind of has the feel of the Clue movie, kind of goofy, the characters are real exaggerated, but mm-hmm. about, you know, co- like, rival hotels or something. The dangers of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the dangers of capitalism, exactly. That's what should be after the colon. Monopoly, the dangers of capitalism. capitalism. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Well, only time will tell, so... Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll most likely revisit this topic. <laughs> most likely. All right, I think that's it for the day, though. I think so. <laughs> all right, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate all the listeners we have. It's really fun to do this. And welcome, new listeners. If this is your first episode of the podcast, welcome to the club. <laughs> Feel free to check out welcome. the back catalog and listen to us ramble about other movies. <laughs> um... <laughs> Feel free to tweet at the show. Let us know uh, what you think of the Lego movie. Or if uh, if you like any of these movies we've mentioned, uh, you can tweet at us using the hashtag AfterthoughtsPodcast. Or you can tweet at us using our handles in the description. Uh, if you want to keep supporting the podcast, it'd be awesome if you could share this with a friend. Maybe uh, tweet out the podcast if you want using the hashtag. And uh, write us a review in iTunes. That's a great way for us to get noticed on iTunes. Uh, so that's that. Thank you for listening. Thank y'all. We will see you next week. Later.